Welcome to Public Historians at Work, a podcast series from the Center for Public History at the University of Houston. This season, we're examining how public historians engage with race and the roots of systemic racism in our city, state, and nation. In this special supplement, graduate students from the University of Houston highlight voices and stories from the Third Ward, a historic Black neighborhood at the heart of the city. Let's listen in. the days before COVID-19 forced us into what feels like permanent hermit status? Remember when we used to go out to fun bars and clubs with our friends, drinking a cold beer, maybe even two, perhaps even listening to some live music? Yeah, I remember those days pretty fondly. To tide us over until we can get back to fun nights with friends, I'm going to ask you to imagine even further back than February 2020 to a thrilling time for amazing, innovative music and a community to enjoy it with. I'm going to ask you to go back in time with me to the heyday of Third Ward's El Dorado Ballroom, Houston's home of happy feet. Let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Rebecca Archer, and I only recently moved down to Houston from Washington, D.C. a few months ago. And come to find out, I've passed the old El Dorado building multiple times. Driving by, it's a pretty nondescript white building sitting on the corner of Elgin and Emancipation, historically known as Dowling Street. There's a bakery on the lower level. Shout out to Crumbsville, Texas. Yet the building's mostly empty these days. But from the 1940s through the 60s, the Eldorado Ballroom was the place to be in Third Ward. It was the spot that hosted some of the biggest names in blues and jazz. And I'm talking Louis Armstrong and Count Basie, okay? also made careers for local musicians, catapulting them onto the national music scene. While the building may not scream party time these days, the El Dorado helped shape Houston's blues and jazz scene back in the day. Okay, let's take a step back in time. It's Friday night in Third Ward, 1950s Houston. People are getting off work, students feeling free for the weekend. And if you had some cash, you were heading to the Eldorado Ballroom, or the Rado, as folks called it then. Musician Joe Hughes told Roger Wood in his seminal book, Down in Houston, Bayou City Blues. In the old days, people would walk everywhere they were going, all over Third Ward, or they took a cab. It would be nothing but 35 cents or a nickel a mile, or whatever. And most people didn't have cars then. Remember, these were segregation times. Third Ward was a segregated Black neighborhood that catered to its community's needs. There were Black grocery stores, Black tailors, and Black clubs. The neighborhood was close, and most things were walking distance. Everyone could easily walk to El Dorado or take a bus or even a cab to the home of Happy Feet. Whether you got to the corner of Dowling and Elgin by foot or wheels, this is what you'd see. John Green described the scene. They had a restaurant downstairs with the liquor store on that corner. 
The club didn't serve liquor in those days. It was a brown bag joint. They sold beer and setups. To get to the club, you go up the steps, and then you make a left turn and go up another flight of steps, and then you were in the ballroom. They had a bar in the back on the Dowling Street end. The stage was on the right-hand side. They had a little off-the-wall dressing room, really a hat check room. There wasn't really a formal dressing room for the artists per se, so they would just use part of the hat check. Once you got up there and paid the cover, you might just run into Anna and Clarence Dupree. Mrs. Dupree was a thriving third ward businesswoman and philanthropist before she and her husband opened the Eldorado. She already owned and operated Anna's Institute of Health and Beauty. Together, the Duprees opened the Eldorado Ballroom in 1939 as a class establishment that showcased great black talent. Safe to say the couple achieved their goals. The club was in high demand for decades. On a really good night back in the 50s, up to five or 600 people would go up to that second floor to dance the night away. All ages were dying to dance at the Rado. Zanita Burney, former University of Houston Regent and Justice of the Peace, loved dancing at the El Dorado Ballroom. And there was an officer, there were not too many black police officers, maybe four or five, Mr. Lovey was a police officer. And I used to tell him, distract Mr. Lovey because he knew me and knew my mother and father was not going to let me in here. He knows how old I am. <laughs> He's not going to let me in here. <laughs> my first dance steps to cut it all around. Ernie Atwell, longtime resident of Third Ward, had this to say about hot nights at the Eldorado. Okay, the Eldorado Ballroom was strictly a social. That was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and what they call Blue Monday. Blue Monday is 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 uh, a situation where. You, like you went out over the weekend, mm-hmm. Saturday. Now you you said to yourself, "I'm only going out on Saturday." Right. And so you took your lady friend out, and you went out to to the club. Right. Okay. But you had such a good time, you thought you'd go Sunday night after church. You know, right. <laughs> you got to do this. You got to go to church first. Yeah. Then you go out. So, so then you went out Sunday night. All right. Okay, so, so you're supposedly going to either go to school or to work Monday. Right. But you're kind of a little sluggish. Just be back up yeah. again. So that's what's called Blue Monday. Uh, the Eldorado Ballroom had... Uh, Remember, segregated times. Right. At the ballroom, you had live bands playing. You know, it was not a liquor club, but but on those nights, live bands would come play. All right. So, you know, it was all filled with tables mm-hmm. and... And and it did sell beer, mm-hmm. and you bought your own liquor. 
That was some of the best jazz music played, blues and jazz music played at the time in Houston. I'd say I well made an understatement. Some of the most famous acts of the day performed at the El Dorado, like Etta James and Ray Charles. But you were also at the Rado to see up-and-coming stars. Houston musicians performing at the El Dorado felt like they had made it. Bet the patrons getting down on the dance floor knew it too. They could be listening to the next big thing. You know Big Mama Thornton of Hound Dog fame? Elvis later made the song famous, but Big Mama Thornton recorded it first in 1952. Well, anyway, she was discovered while singing at the El Dorado Ballroom, okay? Musicians knew performing there was a big deal, and the audience definitely knew it too. Even young folks got a chance to shine at the Rado. Jewel Brown, a born and raised Third Ward Houstonian, describes her experience singing there. Oh, Lord, the El Dorado Ballroom. I did that when I was 12 years old. I never shall forget. And uh, that's when they acclaimed me a professional. Uh, all the guy, all the, the, the entertainers that was on the show back then, they all, they say, girl, he, I said, how old are you? I said, 12. They say, well, you know what? You are not an amateur anymore. You are a professional. That's when they acclaimed me a professional right there at the El Dorado Ballroom. You know, I was hollering them blues, baby. <laughs> Moaning those blues. Yes, indeed. Jewel Brown went on to sing with Louis Armstrong's band all over the world before coming home to take care of her parents right here in Third Ward. Though a successful businesswoman, she still belts it out in concerts around Houston from time to time. After dancing and drinking the night away, all parties must wind down. Folks find their way home with their friends and sleep it off. Similarly, the Eldorado came to an end too. As was often the case with desegregation across the country, black businesses suffered once folks weren't restricted to particular businesses based on their race. Plus, music started to change. Young people started to associate blues and big band music with their parents' generation, contributing to the Rado closing its doors in the early 70s. Luckily, the old Eldorado Ballroom building is now owned by Project Row Houses, a community-focused arts organization just down the street. Ultimately, the Eldorado Ballroom and similar establishments paved the way for today's famous Houston musicians, like Beyonce, Travis Scott, and Megan Thee Stallion. The home of Happy Feet's legacy lives on in the Third Ward and beyond. Thank you for listening. This episode was researched and produced by me, Rebecca Archer. Historical background was sourced from Roger Wood's Down in Houston Bayou City Blues, Alan Grosvenor's The Early Years of Rhythm and Blues Focus on Houston, and Lee Cutler's El Dorado Ballroom article for the Houston History Magazine. The Zanetta Burney, Ernie Atwell, and Jewel Brown oral histories were sourced from the University of Houston's Houston History Project. A special thanks to the University of Houston's Digital Humanities Research Commons 
for facilitating my use of their audio equipment. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of Public Historians at Work. For more stories from the Third Ward, check out the oral history collection in the University of Houston libraries at digital.lib.uh.edu. To learn more about the Center for Public History, find us online at uh.edu slash class slash cph or on Facebook and Twitter at uhcphistory. Remember, we are all keepers of our history.